welcome to Let Us Be Women, a podcast designed to have open discussions about everything that affects women. We, where we can be safe and bold enough to talk about anything that we want to, from motherhood, platonic and romantic relationships, where we can be as nasty as we want to be. We can live on the wild side, being honest about being mothers, freaks, sexy and sultry sirens, prayer warriors, sisters, hell, even sister wives, it don't even matter. Despite what the world tries to pigeonhole us into, women are the universe, and welcome to our world. Let us be women. Yes, Let Us Be Women is going to be a podcast hosted by three dynamic women who are just trying to live out our true selves in a world that tries to keep us from doing so. We're going to discuss and we're going to ask questions of ourselves and our occasional guests to help us understand just how dynamic women are. Hey. <laughs> That's the best you can come up with. What up, what up, what up, what up? What up, though? Here she comes, sounding like she's about to be on the jazzy ones and twos of WGPR or something like that. Hey, <laughs> this is your girl. Shut up. Right, I'm a Pisces. Let's stop. I'm not. Hey. Well, yes. Whew. Okay, you guys. Welcome to Let Us Be Women. Yes, yes, yes. So, our topic today, we are talking about your role women's role in the relationship with their partner so we have our girl back kiana welcome back thank you um to my right i have miss joy who's quick with it and quick with it hey but what happened to my fucking box you you didn't but i got listen let me do this fuck your box you can do it she just nod her head Yes. And we have a special guest today. Ooh, yes. <laughs> oh, introduce yourself. It's your girl Lonnie on the mic. You know what it sounds like you've been wanting to say that all day. <laughs> yes. She's like, how much? I'm just that good. I'm just that good. That's all. It reminds so, me of Kevin Hart was passing the custom teacher out. <laughs> Watch your damn motherfucking mouth. It's too loud. It's too loud. It's too loud. <laughs> So we, we're, we're talking about your role in a relationship. And as my sister Kiana always say, fuck your box, fuck your box. I'm going to let her say it. But she has her ideal roles that she got in her, she has in her relationship. So we're going to start with you. Don't be scared. Don't be Don't scared. Be scared. Don't, Don't be scared. All right. So let's start. You got this. You got this. Okay, go ahead. Sure. All right. So, what is your ideal relationship that you would love to have in your marriage that you may not have right now? Okay. So, I think an ideal relationship looks like a partnership. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, not necessarily arrangements, but like agreements in partnership in different areas of the household, um, the roles. So, particularly me, I'll just start out with finances. Mm. Um, ching Some people say that, like, the man should be the breadwinner and um, pay all the bills and whatever. So, in partnership, in my marriage, it looks like my husband pays the bills for the household. I work. I buy groceries. I pay for whatever the kids need, activities, such as that. So, that's a agreement that we made for our partnership we both work we both bring home the bacon but this Mm -hmm. is how we agreed for our money to go 
Okay. Cook bacon and one is worth bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, I prefer a relationship that is a partnership. I do not, I would not do well in a relationship where it seems like one person is um, filling themselves more because they pay all the bills or because they do more chores or because they take care of the kids more than somebody else does. Like to me, a relationship is a partnership. So things have to be most of the time equal energy because in marriage, it's not going to be a hundred percent energy, energy all the time. Okay. But most of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you get distracted by the engineer, Shane? I, I did. Okay. So I'm going to ask our guest, Lonnie, what is your relate? What is your role? I know you're, you're dating, correct? Yes. And how long have you been dating? Three years. Three years. Three years. Dating three years. one person for three years. Yes. 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 With um, my honey for three years. Okay. What up, honey? Hey, honey. So, what would you say your role is as far as in your relationship with him? Like, what is it that you guys established that, you know? Uh, The biggest thing with Brandon is consistency. So, whatever I say I'm going to do, follow through with it. Um, To have that trust, open and honest communication. And so, that's that's really the biggest thing, just to be consistent in whatever I'm doing. Um, I I understand that he takes on the role of the protector of everyone in his life, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> understanding one another and what we need from one another to be in the relationship, mm-hmm. that's the the biggest thing for us. Like, okay. It's yeah. not having the setting the expectations and knowing what we expect from one another and just living up to that. Now, when you say consistency, do you mean just within your own relationship or just you and whatever goals you have and just that's when his feedback is you staying consistent? Um, in the relationship, okay. um, because he he pretty much is going to support me in whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so even if I fall short on something like that, he's going to be there to support. <clears throat> but just consistency and being trustworthy. And if I say I'm going to do something, to do it. Okay. Like, don't just start coming up with new patterns of behavior and things like that, where you've gotcha. been doing this for three years, now all of a sudden you're doing this. So, consistency. And he's like mm-hmm. that with everybody. It's not just in our relationship. That's just how he is as a person. I need to be consistent. So, Okay. So, Joy, what about you? What about me? <laughs> what do you feel your ideal relationship <laughs> is? Shut up, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> See, you put that on yourself. I did not. I didn't know where we were going. Um... What is my ideal relationship? Like, when, um, what's your partner? Like, what is it that you want? Um, <laughs> shut up. I, you know I was about to say it. <laughs> to be very frank, I like consistency. In this dating world, my biggest thing is if you don't want anything more than just thrills and, and frills and stuff, then keep it a buck from the beginning. That way we're not wasting each other's time. I don't have to invest some of my soul and energy into you, just like you don't have to do it back with me. If you started talking to me for like a month, two months, three months, strong, like solid, keep up that momentum. Because I know me, once I feel like I'm doing all of the reaching out, I'm going to fall back because I don't need to do, I'm not about to court and chase no dude. 
I'm just not going to do it. As you should not. Now, I will give you attention because if I really like you, sure, I don't have to wait on you to text me for me to text you. But if I start feeling like, and I'm not even saying that that's what you're doing, but if I start to feel like, yo, if I don't hear from this person until I call or until I text or if I plan, and then I may as well just be by myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And one or two things can happen once I fall back. Either you notice it and now you pick up the ball and be like, hey, I noticed I ain't really talked to you in a few days or a week or whatever. You're going to notice and pick up the ball or... I'm just not going to hear from you, and it is what it is. And I don't communicate that because I feel like I don't like passive-aggressive messages, so I don't like people do that to me tomorrow. I swear, if I don't hear from you, if I don't call, I don't like that. I don't like it at all. So I like consistency with them. Don't start nothing that you're not willing to continue. Don't let somebody, don't just show me your representative. We're too old now to do that representative stuff because once you are who you are, you can't fake not being that, you know. In your 20s, possibly, but we damn near 40 at this point, so... You know, got to my next question. Um, I would say for me also, like consistency, like I know in the beginning when Lance and I first started dating, I would say I would do something. But I know a lot of that was more so to try to please him. But I knew that wasn't actually me. So that was like a conversation that we did have to have where it was like, okay, well, this is not who you're going to do all the time. Then let's not do it. Mm -hmm. And. That was something with me. I was in my head. I was trying to say, okay, well, let's use music for example. Um, I'm more of an R&B, '90s type music, and he likes different ranges. Like some, he listens to like some heavy metal, like stuff like that. And I was trying it, and I was like, yeah, this is not me. But can't I, rock with it. Can't rock with it. Hey, you need to listen to some Hooper Stank. They pretty dope. You but like Hooper Stank? Oh yeah, my goodness gracious! Me that he likes Slappy Meadow. What's up? Well, no, nah, yeah, I grew up on uh, classic rock and Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and all nice. that. But yeah, like I like some Metallica. Like, I like some but Black Sabbath. Some of the stuff that he was telling me, I was not feeling. But I was trying to do that because I wanted to. That was one thing I was trying to do to impress him. Um, but I had to learn, like, you got to be true to yourself. You know, I know when we started dating, we were in our 20s, but um, that was one thing that I was like, okay, let's be consistent, too, to what you're going to do. Um, so we, it seems like all of us as a whole kind of have, like, some similarities to um, what we feel as far as communicating that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question is, what have you, this to anyone can answer this, what was your communication style like with your partner or any partner in the past, if you, you know, with however you want to say it, and you started with, okay, this is one thing that you were doing, but they asked you to change huh. because it was something that they didn't like. Or did you do it? Joy, look, you want to go I'm first. I'm still working on mine. Um, it's hard to say because each person is different. Okay, cool. And see, I have not been relationship. <laughs> I don't like what they asked me to change, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we talking about... You don't like being called nigga, but when you do nigga things, you're going to get called nigga. Um, so I didn't change that. I just didn't say it all the time. Um, so you mm-hmm. only said it half of the time. I only said it when nigga behavior was being present. Now, I just wouldn't just say it randomly to you. That way you can understand, oh, oh, no, this is a nigga moment. Mm-hmm. So I took that out of my vocabulary, just talking to him and just kicking it with him. That was literally reserved for 
Let me let me say let me explain something to you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, literally reserved for direct communication, but literally not referring to him in general. Correct. It was literally about the behavior. So I wasn't doing the uncle ruckus all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will say that's the one that thing he kind of asked because he's like, I know. Yes, you, right now you are. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday you may not have been. Just like in another previous relationship, I know him by his middle name. So when me and him were good, I always call him by the name I know, which is his middle name. Now, when he started doing dumb stuff, that's first when I'm name. like, ooh, that's who that is. So his first name. And that's when that, that's me letting him know, you, you, you overcooking my grits. I don't know this person. That person is not who I love. I love this one. I don't love that one. Overcooking oh, my grits. Oh, all right. In Remember the Titans. Okay. Shout out to grits. Hey. Right. <laughs> Hot grits. I don't know if you did. That was my thought. I don't know. Al Green might not like grits. Hot ass grits. Hot ass grits is not good, actually. Mm. When... Kiana, what about you? You say you're still learning. Great. What are you learning? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm learning how to, I guess, curb my communication um, sometimes with my husband because I prefer sharp direct communication and i deliver sharp direct communication edward scissors hand um and sometimes he may need to hear it a different way so literally i am in the midst of learning how to soften and say the right words that he'll understand okay Mm -hmm. all right it sounded like you said that with a question mark when I looked at your face. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that where we are? That but we are. but I'm done talking are. about it right now. That's fair. That's where we are. Yes. Okay, Lonnie, what about you? Um, You're saying past relationships, right? Yes. So the only one I could think of because a lot of times it wasn't communicated or it, can it just be didn't the current get to too, that. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so, is it real? Um, I'll go with one where it was communicated to me and then I didn't have a chance to really fix anything because he broke up with me. Mm. But um, he just, he told me how, because it was a long distance relationship. And so for him, it was whatever your energy is or whatever happened in the day, not to bring that into when we have our interaction, which I completely understood. But I didn't have a chance to work on it because right. relationship ended. Now, with in the, my current relationship, um, it's pretty much he tells me whatever, and then I work on it. And same with him, I tell him something, okay, and work on it. So, oh shit, I guess Did I you got just say oh shit. Mm-hmm. No, I was talking about me actually in my head. Um, I guess I said it out loud. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unless my superhero wishes came true and I can read thoughts and then I'm going to try to run through this wall. That right. came out loud. Yes. That's fine. Um, I'm true to myself. So, I, <laughs> a big thing for me, um, shoot, I got a lot. Well, I know I, I talk okay. loud. You what? I talk loud. No. What was that? I talk loud. Okay. In my head, I didn't think I did, but apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, you got to be true to yourself and you got to mm-hmm. be open up and say what you know what your flaws are. My parents talk loud. So that's where I naturally got it from. Mm-hmm. But bringing that into the relationship, that's not what he was about. So expressing myself and like yelling, 
that was not the way to get to him. I had to more so talk to him because I'm, I'm yelling. He's checked out. And I and it's so funny because I'm kind of that same way, too, where some things I don't care that you yell about to me. But if it's something that you're saying that I'm doing that is kind of like a like a touchy thing, mm-hmm. I may shut down. And then I shut down, and I had nothing else to say. Um, so that's more so with me. So going into my next question, like, what in your 20s did you do that you are not doing in your 30s? <laughs> like, as far as? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly in what area? As far as, <laughs> Joy. So in your 20s, like, your relationships then, like, what was your expectation in your 20s that now is your expectation? They have changed? Of or your partner? Or of your of partner. Your, okay. I think expectations change all the time right. because people should be forever evolving. Um, so in our 20s, I think the same, like I expected Jerry to do the manly things, take out the trash, wash my car, clean my car out, go to work, pay the bills, be involved with the children. And now, to be honest, like we're almost 40, those expectations are still there. They're just heightened. Mm-hmm. Like I expect it even more because we're not new to this. We okay, so this. what do you expect now in your 30s? Um, I expect the same things. Now, I I changed my own oil and I washed my own car. Oh, can you change but, my oil? <laughs> I was about to say. All oh, I do is me. drive up and sit there in the dark. Oh, no, you don't mean you? I thought you, I thought you, you, you changed your like oil. You, Girl, you, no, do you know me? Yeah, I'm like, do you know me? me? I need an oil change right now. I'm about to say, okay, girl, you, you be getting down dirty, dirty. Hey, okay. okay. <laughs> nah. Y'all know how to change oil? No, I do. I mean, my. Oh, see, I just drive up, but I'm saying like those are my expectations in my 20s that like he would literally be the one to take my car and drive up and do it. He would be the one to take my car and do whatever maintenance on my car that I needed. Really? Okay. Those are my expectations in my 20s. Okay, now I completely realize that we are full time entrepreneurs with a family. Okay, so I don't have a problem driving to Uncle Ed's and sitting in the car. Actually, I love going because you know what? That's 20 to 30 minutes by my damn self. Shout out to Uncle Ed. Yes. Sponsorship. Yeah. That's Uncle me Ed. with the Take the shout out back. <laughs> My alone Shandy. time is ha- hashtag Shandy. rewind. Goose Island Shandy. Mm-hmm. Y'all silly. Well, my alone time is going to the grocery store, even though I hate doing it with a passion. But that's the one thing that I mm-hmm. can say that that's my time to myself. With all them other people. Right. <laughs> I don't have to listen. I tune people you ain't out. Talk to them, huh? That's fair. I don't have to talk Loud to them. I have my kids and musty in my ears, and I be keeping them moving. Mm-hmm. They don't really do that anymore. But when I'm at the store, but that's like my long time that I have. Um, I expect Lance to change my oil, take it to the shop, do all that stuff. I'm not doing that because I feel like the guys always get over on females with stuff like that, and I'm like, if it, all right, 
like I'm that person because I don't know about cars. Like my, you got to get your oil changed and they didn't took up. You know you got this HIPAA filter problem here. Yeah, that's not me because I'm gonna be the one that's. You gonna need be... windshield wipers. Yeah. You need upgraded fluid. You know that's your good. car about the converter. Wide exactly. open, right? Uh, but that's when I turn into that puppet to my. I just came here to get my oil changed. <laughs> just my oil. Put it back. <laughs> I just came to dance. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I did because my dad used to wash my car and do it. So I was fortunate to have someone to kind of like take over that responsibility when my dad did so yeah Lance yeah he washed my car sometimes I get a little jealous I'll be like dude like your car clean what, what about me like, you know what I'm saying like it's my turn but yeah in fairness Lance did wash my car he did good I did do that he yeah. likes oh, doing that's that nice. like with your hand got a whole little kit he does a hand car wash Jerry did buy me a monthly pass so that Jack pay for it that works right uh, Kanisha know how to change oil, y'all, so just in case, shout out. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, Kanisha, you doing the class? Let me know. Pull I'm not taking me. the class because I ain't doing it. Mm-mm. Pull up yeah. on me. I'm just curious. Okay, so have you guys ever had to cuddle your man? No. Yes. And his feelings? Yes. No. <laughs> Do you think that it's... Okay, so we got one yes, one no. Are you Shawanda? asking now or in the past? Now or in the past. This is open. You know? No. 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 <laughs> Look at Dre in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to say, Dre? Now, guys that I, I were like, say, that I was dating oh, or kicking it with. Yes. Yeah, man, give me a mic. Guys, yeah, I may have I been kicking it with. We got a special yeah, guest, Dre, up Relationship? Here. No. He has something See, to say. My definition of coddle may be different because What's I'm not definition? I'm not coddling somebody because that means I'm enabling shitty behavior. So I'm still going to hold you responsible. Now, do your feelings matter and do they? Do I care? Yes. But I am not about to sit here and baby drip drop you to drip, death. Drop, drip, drip, drip. I don't got no breast milk drip, for you, drop, baby. Drip. I can't be your mama. I can be your girl. I can be your wife because the things you do with me, you shouldn't be doing with your mama. So you shouldn't have them expectations. Next. But to me, coddling means you're almost enabling because you're just so concerned about if somebody is doing something that you don't like, you should be able to say it in a respectful manner while you still respect him as your man, but you are actually holding him accountable. And you should be able to clearly express why you don't like it. And if it's a trigger because of somebody else's past doing, at least tell him that. That way he, you're not holding him responsible for somebody else. But if he's telling you something, like it should be back and forth. I should not have to muddy my explanation or muddy my feelings out of fear of you just overreacting. Because maybe you just used to lashing out and throwing tantrums because that's what you've been getting away with. You ain't going to do it with me. Okay. That's the no. What about the yes, Kiana? Because you was like, yes. You was firm in that. Um, I just have a yes. Enough <laughs> said. Period. I want that to be a shirt. A, I just a have cap- a yes. With a capital T, period. So... You know on, what? Dre. I'm gonna ask I'm you, Dre. Dre. You can go ahead and say she your said comment. Yes, it's a but whole Lance, sentence. I got something. I want you to answer that. Too. Don't take the bait, bro. Don't take. Do the you bait. feel that you should be coddled, Dre? No. <laughs> My guy. And why not? For what? But you don't think you know how they say men are dogs and eagles. Like, let's just use um, Steve Harvey. She like. But do you know how? Why? No, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. But um. Do you know, like, the movie or the book, um... Think Like a Man? Yeah. You can't. And how they say sometimes the the male ego is fragile. 
What about you? That? Listen to the Steve Harvey no, no, toupee no, no, wearing I, ass. No, who got all them big ass teeth. Yeah, he need to be coddled. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's what I'm seeing as far as in sorry, that, Uncle Steve. In that matter, do you feel that he should be coddled? Like using that example that he was given. But I don't. Maybe I, again, my definition of coddle is. Well, this is more so the drink. Okay, cool. Bye. Frankly, nobody ever had to coddle me because just like I'm the, the type of direct person, I say what needs to be said when I need to say it, I would expect the same thing. And you can uh, you can take the same thing. Right. But at the mm-hmm. same time, as long as I do what I was supposed to do, more often than not, she ain't going to have nothing to say. X. Now, my one caveat, yeah, I'm not cleaning out your car. I wash it. I get the oil change. Can you get my oil I do everything on the outside of the car. I make sure the maintenance is good. But as far as cleaning out your car, change? yeah, I got nothing. But Shout my, out to Uncle Ed's too. My, my cleaning. I used to be a store manager. Vacuuming the car out. Yeah, I'm not like doing that. that. You're not gonna vacuum my car? Hell no. Nah. Why? Why would I do that? That's part of cleaning. But see, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. If I make sure my car is clean, why can't you make sure? Your why car? you can't make sure your car is clean? But because that's, why that's we're that. We're talking about gender roles. We're talking because about gender you are a different gender. Right, but you. It's a car. It's like you're going to make sure. If I make, listen, listen. If I make sure your, your oil changed, your transmission, the car's running, the tires has changed, the brakes has changed, you got, it's, everything is gone. All you, you got, got to do job. is maintain. Yeah. Now, you, got, you got one job. One job. Now, one let's job. look at it this way. Okay. Because my, go ahead. Just doing, because you know I like analogies and similes and metaphors and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. If you take it that way. Before you do that, I just want his answer, and then you say what you're going to do. So, yeah, I'll I, I speak to both of those real quick. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Dre on the whole cleaning out the car part. I now this you is not what, to take the bait, bro. This is, no, no, and, and, she, and she going to test for it, because this is what I do. Now, I'll vacuum the car out. I'll clean the carpets, all that. That's perfectly fine. Okay. But when it comes to cleaning out your car, your center console, you got lipstick in there, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not touching that because you're not about to blame me for throwing away something that you quote unquote needed. And I just thought it was a piece of paper and it was a receipt from something you got to return and whatever, whatever. No, I'm not doing that. You can take care of that yourself. Mm -hmm. But everything else I will clean up. And she'll tell me, well, you know, don't touch my console. I got stuff in there I need. Okay, cool. I'll leave that alone. I'll wipe around it. I'll make sure it's clean, but I'm not cleaning out stuff that you may potentially need. I'm a whole lot better with my car than I was before. Oh, yeah. She came a long way. I came a long way. So I do. <laughs> Give me a round of applause. Yes. Because I remember. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, Shalana was my. <laughs> she was my. Now, the, the coddling Shalana, part, can right? You put that in the back. <laughs> I'll speak on the Wait, coddling sit part. Sit back real on quick. that one. So coddling, like, I think that's a relative statement. It all depends on what it means to you and what you think coddling is. Mm-hmm. So when she said coddling, the first thing I thought about is just the shit that a black man can go through in a day-to-day experience. You could be pulled over by a cop. You can be called out your name. You could be, you know what I'm saying? And, like, my job, I work in a predominantly white environment, whatever, whatever. I work in the business okay. world. So it's a lot of times where I'm the only black person in the whole room the whole day for meetings or whatever. So you deal with a lot of shit. You take a lot on your shoulders. So if I come home and I just want to vent and I just need a hug or some shit, I just lay on the shoulder, you know what I'm saying, whatever, whatever, whether it's a tear or not, just to have that person there for me that's got my back that I can just kind of breathe on, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like I need. 
Now, whether you call that coddling or not, that's up to you. Yeah, that's not coddling. That's called support. I think that's support. Right. But I think the question was communication, coddling and communication. That's just being a mate. Which yeah, that's she should be doing for you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, but in communication, coddling your feelings because you can't take it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking. Well, about. okay. Now, see, that's well a said. little different because everybody has hot button items or words or whatever that may have meant something to you. Growing like your mom may have punched you in the face every time she told you to shut up. And you just associate the word shut up with getting punched Fuck, in the throat. Ma. You know what I'm saying? Damn, so you may be like, damn, I don't like to hear the word shut up because I got punched in the throat every time somebody says shut up to me and please don't tell me to shut up. That's a trigger. That's, you know that's what I'm saying? Not that's, that's, a okay. that's not coddling. Okay, let me give you an example of coddling. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, go ahead, teacher Joy. My in. biggest thing. And this is why I associate with negativity. Mm-hmm. If I have a problem with you, I should be able to express it without being disrespect, correct? Uh Coddling, from my interpretation, yes, is the biggest thing for me. That's a drop right there for sure. (laughs) If I have to be so worried about how I express myself with my disappointment or anger with you, or it don't even have to be a disappointment or an angry thing. It could just be, hey, going forward, don't do that no more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if I have to muddy that up, because every time I say something to you, you interpret it as if I'm saying you're wrong, you're bad. Or you're, you're not this. enough. Right. Yeah. Okay. That, to me, yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. Because yeah. just like how, just using this as an example, how sometimes people say women don't know how to apologize. Mm-hmm. Typically, I can. they don't. I do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but part of the reason why is because sometimes. shaking his head no as she's saying. <laughs> because sometimes women will tend to hear. You're trying to say I did something bad. I'm a bad person. I'm wrong. No, your behavior mm-hmm. is wrong. But you as a person, you're not right. wrong. So when I'm talking about coddling a man, your mama may have done it all your life. That's my baby. He get the first ball. At the, you know, he get a participation trophy. All this stuff. So you have all these unrealistic expectations where your feelings matter. Mm-hmm. So much so where if you do disappoint someone, because you will. Okay. If you do piss me off, because you will. I can see that. Why should I have to muddy how I feel when you can tell me exactly how you feel and expect me to take it? That's true. Just yeah, like how some women, yeah. some dudes don't feel like they can tell women the truth because their reaction is bigger than the problem. Man. It happens on both sides of the spectrum. I used to have my mama cut up my chicken. He is the last born child. Too. What? You know what I'm saying? I ain't never asked her to cut up this my chicken. This ain't soul food. Though. I ain't never asked my wife to, to cut up my chicken. Say my mama used to cut up my chicken. That, that's like, that would be kind of like, if I told, if I told Shayla that she had to cut up my chicken, I could I see that. Not, I would not trust her with a knife after that. You know what? He said, owned it that. Fuck that. My mama used to fry some chicken with the lard, the fat. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Crisco. Oh, yeah. With the fat and little cast iron, little shit. She would fry that chicken cook the greens and shit and yeah she would cut my she would peel it off the bone and cut it up you know what i'm saying all that they love that well shit. apparently i'm not a good mom my son can, look, you better figure out what a bone is listen caleb Hell be like yeah. mom let me try let me try that's why i love my baby he mm-hmm. like look you know, i don't need you doing all that i can do it myself yeah. So I had a guy yeah, try that with me, and I was like, hey, "You going home?" That. I was the youngest man. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna cut up my chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not shit. cutting up Somebody no chicken. Somebody tried that with me. He was like, "Uh, we had the table, set his food down." He was like, "Oh, can you cut that up for me?" I was Damn, like, "A grown you man did that." Mm-hmm. But you don't. I was like, <laughs> if you want me to do shit like your mama do, then you don't need to date me because you don't do the same shit with me that you do with your mama. Okay, so I got the next question. Just came about. So, do you guys all make your man's plate? I will. Not every single time, but mostly. Yeah, I do all the time. Yeah. I do all the time. I do all the time. If I don't make it, then I'll, like, clear it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, just say, like, we're at his parents' house. Like, he may make his plate or whatever, but if I go to, like, take out, 
take my either plate to the kitchen and put it in the sink or take put it in the, I'll grab like so if I don't make it then I'll at least do that okay. I don't know I just do it every time that's right. how my family is it's okay it's, you know. just, it's so rare <laughs> 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 over there in tears it's so rare man <laughs> but you know what what really made me start doing it more it was episode of Blackish and mm-hmm. that really just set the tone for me because it took for Marla Gibbs the reason that man is out in this world all especially in her era that man out in the world all the time. He getting told what he can't do, what he not able to do. He's getting treated less than human. Everybody look at him as a savage. The least you can do is make that man feel like a king when he comes home. So if I fix mm-hmm. your plate, I fix your plate. There ain't no guarantee he going to make it home every single day. Exactly. Now, I do make his plate before I make my kid plate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dang, you took my next question, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, I mm-hmm. do. So do you feel that the kid should eat second to the man? Yes, because he ain't paid for shit. Okay. Lance wants the kids to eat first because he don't like to see his kids go without. Aww. Well, then go in the living room because he going to... Now, <laughs> I will say this. I'll make everybody's plate, but I'll serve my man first before I serve my kids because my kids are going to grow up, leave, and have their own life. So I don't need to be serving my kids once they get to a certain age. Now, because I am single, I do make Jaden's plate so he can understand this is something normal and comfortable because this is something that should be expected. Sorry, whatever. So Otherwise, I was, they go expect yeah. people to cut up their chicken for them. Uh, nah, I do not yeah. do that. <laughs> Girl, why you taking yourself? Shut off the moms for cutting up their chicken. I was thinking. <laughs> right. Right. But you mm. have before. When they were younger. When they were younger. Because we they couldn't trust them by the stove. Okay, but once you can pick up a fork and a knife, I'm not cutting up anything. I'm going to teach you how to do it, and you Correct. need to do it yourself. My whole parenting um, philosophy is to make those kids as independent as possible. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. The fact that Chris is older, asshole in the office. (laughs) Yeah, when Chris, he's ten, so he can make his own plate. Um, It depends on where I'm at. If I'm over someone's house, I may do it because I don't want him to mess up stuff. Mm -hmm. But like Caleb, I mean, hell, he want to make his own plate. He's three, but he'll tell me I'll make his. But he still has that independence where okay, you do this. You know, and I'll do that. But, yeah, at, after a certain age, kids should be able to make their own plate. I uh-huh. make James' plate. I feel you on that. And, and that's in shit. So Shout out to uh, Dre Podcast, the Authentic Dre Podcast. You know? <laughs> because we were talking about this on, on um, one of the last shit, episodes that, that we was doing for him. Mm-hmm. It's like from, and it's funny that, you know, Kiana said that from a, a mother nurturing perspective, you want the kids to be independent. You want to teach them to do something mm-hmm. on their own. My perspective from a, a father, protector, provider, I don't like to see my kids struggle for shit. Like, it's hard for me. Like, even when, like, Caleb can't find a letter, I just want to go get it for him. You better if, find that W. If Chris, if, like, if Chris go, can't do something on his it. own, I want to go do it for him because I don't even want to see him I feel sorry for any woman that's going to date in the future. Don't feel sorry because yes, I right. do. But, don't feel but what sorry I'm saying I'm is... We're not doing that. Right. But what I'm, I had to teach myself <laughs> to kind of let my kids figure out stuff on their own rather Absolutely. than be doing it for them. Because mm-hmm. it hurts me to see them struggling over anything. I don't give a fuck what it is, whether it's life, letters, anything. Mm-hmm. I don't give a Damn, fuck. Damn, am I a bad parent? I, I, I got to take care of them. I got to do it for them. But the struggle, like, no. Mommy, where's my letter? Hey, I don't know. Go find it. Go with Chris. But without that struggle, you're though. taking away the ability for your child to figure out oh, problem solving. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Going that's through true. everything. So and like then it. they expect the world to be handed to them. And that's not real life. And exactly. y'all got boys. Right. And that's why I had to teach myself to kind of let them. And shit, Caleb, he'd like to do shit. He'll get mad at you if you try to do stuff for him sometimes. Because God damn it, I'm a man. Right. Yes, I'm three. He's helping. 
me with the, even with my older kids. Like, let them figure out shit on their own. I told you, yes. Ringleader, y'all don't be listening to me. He is the ringleader. He runs that. Well, he been here before. That's he been here before. I fully believe that. Caleb, and you gotta know, we didn't choose him. He chose us because shoot, I was on birth control and I got pregnant. So that's that's the. Y'all didn't communicate that well at all. We sure did not. But um, that's the big thing that I feel like you got to allow them to figure it out because mm-hmm. if you don't, then you're cod- like, I that's coddling. Don't help them. Like when my kids were younger, they're 12 and 18 now, so they can do most things by themselves. But I would always say three. Did you try it three times? If you've tried it three times and you can't figure it out, then I'll come in and help you. But I'm not about to run and help you find a damn letter. I'm not about to run and help you find your homework. I'm not about to run and tell you to email your teacher. No. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, you know, this is what you should have done or this is what you should do in the future. That's what you're supposed to help guide them, mm-hmm. not take care of them in that aspect. So they can take care not of themselves. Them not so them. much mm-hmm. so where they is debilitating. Yes. And then they become the asshole in the office because they yep. think everything's supposed mm-hmm. to go their way. Don't raise your kids to be the asshole in the office. Yeah. Okay. Moral so, of the story. Right. So let me ask this, you know, vacations or like when we go what places, way? what is your role in that? I know my role, <laughs> you want me to be honest? My role is always, I'm getting everybody's stuff together, making sure everybody got their bags packed, everything is in there, toothbrush, mm-hmm. and all that. Sometimes <laughs> going on a trip, did you <laughs> First of all, don't put her on blast like that. She it's did okay. it for me. Shout out to Cancun 2022. Yes. <laughs> you took what? it in a whole different direction than what I was going to, because that is not where I was going, but I feel you. Go ahead and finish. What was you going to say? You said, what's my role if we on vacation? Right? On vacation okay. or getting ready to go on vacation? Getting ready to go on vacation with kids. Too. With kids? With That's kids. Fuck, oh, paying for too much. Still, oh, she said, fucking no. If he paid for the trip, if he did it, I'm on my back or knees or whatever you want is basically it. That's why I don't do the fluid out stuff. Because if you fly me out, the expectation is I'm fucking. So if I don't want so to, so you pay for it, you not fucking. If he my man, we fucking. But okay. if I pay for it, he got to pay for something. Some some got. If I bought the tickets, then he Why paying for the rental. Put the mic down, like <laughs> you know. Hey. If if yeah. I if if I bought the plane tickets because let's say I got a better way of buying stuff and I got a discount or we, we're planning it. If it's a good relationship, he's going to find a way to balance it out. Either you pay for the rental, I pay for the tickets, or whatever it is. He got he used his discount for a room, whatever. But. If he paid for everything, <laughs> it ain't gonna be a day you not get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, but going back to the kids, like pre getting there, <laughs> getting to the trip, <laughs> uh, it's exhausting. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Listen, it's exhausting. <laughs> Go get your toothbrush, pack your suitcase. But girl, I'm, bye. I am I'm not, not doing that shit. I am not. But I, I have Jerry shit. I'm a bad mom. Kids. I must be bad too, because I'm not packing your shit. Um, you gonna decide what you wanna take, mm-hmm. what you're gonna wear on what day, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like, did you get the the necessities? Okay. But even doing that, that's still a lot. I get what you're saying, but and But you're saying you physically pack everybody's stuff. I, I had to when everyone was younger. Well, when they were mean, yes. So I well, said that part that's they the, motor skills not good enough to carry a suitcase. I get that. So and that's what I'm saying. When they were younger, of course. I was the one that more but is that a role it. in a relationship or is just that you being a parent? Well, that was my Parenting role. Parenting is a role, though. It's it a is. role. And then you can decide which parent gets what roles. 
Right. I mean, I I, okay. I don't really like driving, so he knows that's his. So road. did you pack land stuff? I prefer the man to drive anywhere. I packed. Yes, I did. You packed land stuff. I yes. I you did. may as well cut his chicken. Lance, you win it. You my nigga. You win it like a. <laughs> I do. Like if we're uh-uh. going somewhere together and we're using one suitcase, I will put it in there because one suitcase for how many people? Me and him. You must be a good packer. I need three by myself. You said you're the real MVP, man. right? Shit. Shout out to Shayla, man. She the real MVP. I went to MVP. Vegas for a weekend. Shout out to Shayla because she's doing a lot. Went to Vegas for a weekend and had a big ass fifty pound bag. You know, but that's like but that's, that's our just, dynamic. Though. That's our teamwork. Cause like I'm the one that's gonna mainly do the booking. I'm because I mean I travel for work a lot, so I got points. Mm-hmm. I got fly, you know, flyer Bucket miles, points shit all like day. that. So I'll do the booking for the hotel. I'll do the flight if we flying. I'll do the rental if we renting. You know, I'll take her all and I'll drive pretty much hundred percent of the time. I ain't doing none of that. Right. Facts. So if she, you know, is getting the kids and stuff together, then I'm handling everything else. That's just our trade off. Now when we go for Hard breakfast, mm-hmm. he's the one more so taking the kids because I need that extra minute to sleep. Right. So that's where we kind of like mm-hmm. tag team that part. Tag team back, back again. again. Why Check was I thinking that? Let's go. He know us so well now. Yeah. Now you think you know us? <laughs> so let's ask this uh, last question. We gonna have. Um, do you mm-hmm. think that it's easier to talk to your friends about certain things than it is your mate? Like, let's just say, like, hmm, give me an example. Uh, like, let's say that you're trying to express something. And you don't know how you want to come across or you're going to come across to your mate. Do you like give an example or like, you know what, this is what I got to say. What you think about this or you mean pregame the conversation with your mate, not mm-hmm. pre-game. Yes. with your friend before you give it to your mate? Correct. Now, you know, that's one of the philosophies of this sister circle. We are definitely going to bring it to each other before like y'all think y'all get crazy. But you don't know what was coming before we calmed the person down. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Just like even if they don't bring it to, because some, like, we are, we're a circle, so we do vent to each other. Mm-hmm. I can tell in certain temperaments with people, and that's when I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then that's when I put you to like, okay, look, come here. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not want to say it you like should, that. Because, again, even with one of our homegirls, one of my, qu- now I will say this, I don't give advice because the fuck. Um, but what I will do, I'll ask questions. Okay, is the goal still the same? Mm-hmm. What are you looking to gain from this conversation? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to preserve the relationship or have you just said, fuck you, fuck life, fuck this, I'm not doing it? Because if that's the case, then my feedback will change. <laughs> if it's preserving, then you should be more mindful of we, we how you sound, what you do, his reaction, what is what what is the end game? So when I ask those questions, then my feedback be different. But we do hold each other accountable. I won't say it's necessarily easier for me to talk to my girls. I will say this. I know when I'm on bitch mode. So when I know I'm on bitch mode, activate, that's not going to my girls. Like, okay, look, this nigga. motherfucker right here. <laughs> and I, I don't want to say nothing crazy to him. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to let me, like, help, you know, help me. Because you can get all your venting out and be like, this motherfucker, this, 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 that. And then the other thing is, right, like maybe you get it out with your friend and you realize shit wasn't even that important. It wasn't that important. Right? Like you ain't even got to hear it. So y'all just dodged the bullet. Like I got that shit out Mm -hmm. and I ain't got to take it to To just say it, have it come out, I think it's a big thing. I know Mm -hmm. for myself. Um, But we, I will say, yeah, like you said, we do hold each other accountable. Like um, I can hear like Kiana in in my ear like, well, I wouldn't say it like that. And I'm like, oh, dang it. 
But this is you he wanted to say it. So you can get it out with me. It's like all the fucks, all the dams, all of this nigga, all, all this bobblehead fucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say something. Dre wants to say something. Now, in that aspect, partly on episode three of Authentic Dre Podcast, mm-hmm. sabotaging relationships. Sometimes everything is, isn't meant to be said amongst the friends because potentially you can sabotage your relationship. It's okay to have somebody to lean on, but you can't lean on everybody for everything. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Because you could potentially damage your relationship doing more, getting advice from outside Ooh. sources. So that was it. But that's what I love about our friendship because yes. we don't necessarily we... give advice. We give advice on how to communicate that. Yeah. I don't understand that, but you still got to understand when you make that decision, everything isn't meant to be Shared. shared. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's what like, I was just telling that's you. That's like a slippery slope. Everything isn't meant to be shared. Even though they're there and I see how much they're there, everything isn't meant to be shared. Correct. I I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but again, we don't I feel like now granted. We're, we might be a unique circumstance. Apparently we are. Some I'm, people do have, like, I can't be friends with someone who does not have my best interest at in heart. So correct. if you're seeing exactly. me fall and you don't say nothing, mm-hmm. that is a problem. Mm-hmm. So taking the stereotypical way out where you where people have said, you ain't never had a friend that's jealous of you? No. Mm-hmm. No, I have not. And if I have, her ain't here no more. You know, so she don't live here anymore. Message, message. <laughs> because how can you be supportive if you don't want? But again, if my if my job as your friend, communicating with me may be easier about your dude. But I'm sure you don't tell me everything, and you're not supposed to. Exactly, I'm not supposed to know everything. Some things are meant to stay in tabernacle at that home. Mm-hmm. I don't look at that as you being a bad friend because you're not telling me everything. I don't no. need to know. Mm-hmm. Number one, because you got to respect the privacy of your mate. Mm-hmm. But number two, and here's the thing that I had to learn. When you talk too damn much and you didn't broke up or got, and now you got back together, you figured it out because you can forgive him. Now the rest of your family and friends can't stand this bootlicking ass motherfucker because mm-hmm. you done told mm-hmm. him everything about what the fuck he's done. So now they looking at him with a side eye. Now he feel uncomfortable. Now you created this tension that's unnecessary. So some stuff just need to stay at home. Now if you're done with it, done with it for real. Then maybe still talk, but even still, still keep some stuff close to the chest. Everybody ain't got to know everything that you endured or dealt with because love will make you accept things that you probably would not have done if it wasn't for them being the person that they are. That's true. And that's exactly it. That's the shit that I was exactly about to say because it's like you can complain to like five of your friends, but you're the only motherfucker that love him like that. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to listen to you and they going to get their advice, but you the only one in the room that love him like that. They don't know how his dick is or whatever you do, whatever whatever you're going through to be with that motherfucker. Like, okay. you the one that love him. So when you say, oh, mm-hmm. what punched, that did do. Yeah. He, he punched me in the throat. He threw me down the stairs. He did this. He fucked up. He did this. He and did now, that. But three down, weeks later, he threw you down the stairs. I'm just, I'm just throwing shit out there. That's hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. That's all hypothetically speaking, of course. I'm just saying. I but, will say, as a friend, if you are in something that is unhealthy, there's a giant difference between I may not like how he talks to you. Yeah. I may not like 
what he does to you, but you know him on a different wavelength than I mm-hmm. do. But right. if I think that you are in danger, right. and you are in oh, something yeah. toxic, mm-hmm. I am going to say something. Now, if you choose to stay in it, I will have to distance myself and just have to love you from a distance because the worst feeling in that. the world is to watch somebody that you love self-fucking-destruct. Right. Yeah, it's hard to watch. That's, that's it. hypothetically it's hard speaking, but of course, there's women out there that go through that. But it is in in this circle. That's hypothetically speaking. But if somebody just you gonna accept a whole lot more shit than anybody else would because you don't want to love them. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, and then three weeks three weeks later, you don't you, complain about them and talk exactly. about them like a dog, but you back with them, and now the other sisters don't like them no more. And yeah, you yes. stuck in that whole situation. You kind of like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. What'd but think, at Ryan? the same time, it takes. If you got a real good friend circle, and I think men are a little different, because men do that to an extent, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about certain things that we're going through and stuff like that. But I have an understanding of domestic is domestic. It's a whole lot of shit in relationships that one person may take that another person might not. Correct. And as long as you with that person, no matter what you tell me about them, I got your back and I got they back. Until you tell me you done, then it's fuck them. But as long as, as, as soon as long as you with them or going to let's say y'all done separated or y'all done split up for a couple of days, whatever whatever, as long as they still in your life, I got your back. It is what it is. That's fair. That's you know, fair. yeah. But that's that's how you support friends. Even if I don't like that bobblehead motherfucker, if you do, and that's what you want, <laughs> then I'm gonna support you because what I understand as a friend is I don't ever want my friends to feel like they can't have me around because my behavior is so ridiculous or my mouth is so reckless that it makes them feel uncomfortable in their own atmosphere. And especially if you're in a relationship, especially a marriage, y'all are one. So I can't disrespect him but respect you without putting you in a compromising situation. And then also you have to have friends. Like, I think that we all understand this, that, like, none of us are perfect. Correct. Exactly. So you may be telling me your part of the story, but I know good and damn well there's another part of the story. might be skewed. Right. Chopped and skewed. Exaggerated. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he probably was talking to her like this and another thing. Like, no, sit your bobblehead ass down somewhere, boy. <laughs> what about your thoughts, Lonnie? Um, I'll honestly say I reversed it. I think in my twenties, okay, Missy. Um, I <laughs> your beneficent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in my twenties, I think I talked more to my friends about things going on in my relationship. But now I pretty much kind of work it out myself mm-hmm. and then have a discussion with him. Mm. So I don't, I don't talk too much. I don't talk too much openly about what's going on in our relationship. And it probably keeps things mm. healthy. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's just trial and error and things and just having my mom in my head. Like, don't let everybody know your business. X. So I think that's where I am now. Shout out to moms. Right. <laughs> Did she cut your chick? <laughs> no. My daddy didn't either. And I was a daddy's girl, but... Yeah. Harold, yeah. can you cut me up some chicken? Uh, my daddy would cook my chicken and fire. He would. Them. Your father My daddy used to us. make breakfast in bed for me. How did two spoiled-ass people end up in a marriage together? That's a good-ass question. It happened. It happened. Because <laughs> her father spoiled My daddy spoiled me by who bringing who food. He didn't cut my there. pancakes up for me. He just brought he it just, to okay, my okay. room. You know, he just brought you know what I'm saying? Like, he just brought it to my room, and he did that a lot when I had my company spend the night. And that was his way of doing it. I'm sorry, I didn't know you when I was 16. I got oh, that's fair, but I'm it. just saying, my daddy did not do that. <laughs> now, I am yeah. a giant daddy. Y'all know how I am about my daddy. Yeah. Um, but, nah, he wasn't. No, my dad would bring my plate, and he would put um, apple juice in a wine glass. You know, I thought I was the shit. Like, I really did. He did. That is you so know? sweet. 
He also gave me alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we was playing. It wasn't really alcohol. Was he gave like us a, those little wine coolers. Wine yeah. coolers. We like you 8%, know, 8, 5%. But when, you, like but when you in high school, that was something. That was something. And then y'all laugh right. at me when I say life for me ain't been no crystal stare. His mama cutting chicken. Your daddy pouring <laughs> shit and wine glasses and shit. Motherfucker drinking booze from Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Pickfoot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Feed the dog, take the dog, do the dog, then get the trash, do this, do that, do this, oh, no. clean my car. I had that treatment at her house. Ah, okay. I just said when they Margaret didn't do that. Well, no, they, but see, in Shalanda's house, they ate like the Huxtables. They oh, sat at the family table. We like, did that too. They said, no, at, at 8 o'clock in the morning, they was yeah. talking and all that. And I was not used to, my family didn't wake up there. Now, we had our own way of how we did things. You up? But it was not <laughs> at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, I used to feel, I was the second one in my house to wake up because it was always my dad. Mm-hmm. And then it would be me. So you had to get your wine glass together. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... When I spent the night over Shalanda's house, I was like, oh, okay. I'm wiping crust out of my eye. They're like, good morning. How you doing? I was like, fine. Like, let me brush my teeth real quick. Like, you know, yeah. So that was a big thing that I noticed with them. And then, like, her mom used to label all the food. Like, she still does. Bread in a container. Mm. Like, I, I've never seen that in my life. She labels it. Yeah, she still does. And then every time we would go over yeah, there, bread box. She, the house was never the does. same. Her mother would change the house every time I would come. It would be one way, and then it would be something completely different the next time I come. Like, dude, when do you have time to do this? So, mm. Yeah, that nigga Janet, the house is just now getting changed. Um, <laughs> oh, you grown. I would say it's slowing down with Margaret because she's getting a little... The arthritis kicking in, so it's Shout slowing out down. To Margaret. Yep. Shout out yeah. to Now, Janet T. Harold. Harold. I don't make it seem like I'm just just my mom. Now, Margaret ain't Harold. Janet T. had a very special way of mothering. Um, now, the one thing that she used to do that was so sweet, though, when we had to bring bag lunches to school and all that stuff, she actually would draw characters and draw images on our brown paper bags, and she knew how to write in old English calligraphy, so she would write our names and stuff like that. See, my and mama didn't do that. My mom actually read us stories. And even when my parents were still together, she literally would light a fire, especially in the wintertime. And she would read, like, the Brayer, uh, Brayer Rabbit, Brayer yeah, Fire, yeah, yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. And she would do the voices. She would change her voices Aww. for each character. And me, my brother, and my dad would all be just sitting there like this. <laughs> <laughs> read it again. Read some more. And so <laughs> That's funny. That's she, she did. and Because she's a Aww. natural entertainer. So she would do that just, like, every morning I would have to hear Tremaine so Hawkins. Got it honest. Yeah. I would hear Tremaine Hawkins in the morning, Perry's sisters, I got no place to go. Like, my mom taught certain traditions, and I think that's why I do that with my son. I've read books to him. I do still make his plate. And as brash as I can sound sometimes, I actually am naturally like that homekeeper, home, you know, not mm-hmm. home wrecker, but homekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, Nurturer. Yeah. So, yes. And it, it comes it comes naturally, just like I have a natural level of empathy. So that's why communication for me, even when it comes to my roles and relationship, I am a natural people pleaser, and I've had to watch why or who I do that with because it can get bastardized and taken advantage of and not reciprocated. Bastardized. Yes, and, it, and you know, <laughs> it goes from I'm doing it because I love you versus now all of a sudden you think I'm supposed to. I ain't got to do shit. And I hope you appreciate it because the more the more I feel appreciated, the more I'm going to do. When I start feeling like I'm not appreciated, it's going to take you a long time to convince me to do anything else for your mark ass. 
Alrighty. Well, on that note. Nobody sung that song. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm alone in this big city. Right. Anybody sing that? No. Um, That was my mom's shit, too. (laughs) So, on that note, we're going to go ahead and um, wrap it up there. Thank you, Lonnie, for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dre and Lance, for popping in and giving your two cents. For sure, for sure. Yes, so we're going to go ahead and end that here. And, you know, thank you again. You can follow us again on um, Let Us Be Women Live on our IG page. Mm -hmm. And also we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify and iHeartRadio. So listen up. We'll have one. um, We have our birthday episode airing with Joy right now. So you guys go check that out. Tune in. Um, for those that have any questions or topics or any feedback, you know, you can always reach out to us at letusbewomen at gmail.com. Um, thank you for the people that's been part of Our live has been going pretty good. We didn't have people follow like, you say that. Amen. <laughs> so thank you to our live folks. Hopefully this was entertaining. We're going to start doing this more frequently. So let your people know. Have your friends call our friends so we can be friends. Okay. Okay. And on that note, we out this bitch. Love y'all. Bye. 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 Hey.